Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works in the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is someone on a new laptop with new webcam, but same lag, is Matt. Hey, everyone. I'm Matt, or comatose on the forums, and yep. hopefully the lag is not too bad. <laughs> Look, yeah. Also joining me, someone who has not read mis- reread Mistborn Era 1 in a long time, is Grace. Hi. Uh, greasing your YouTube screens is I, the Gator Girl. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't done a Mistborn 1 reread in a long time. Uh, a Mistborn Era 1 reread in a long time. So today, we are going to talk about the Lord Ruler. Uh, I was inspired uh during the skyward tour getting angry about the lord ruler's children and i said we're gonna have a lord ruler podcast and then it looks like there's gonna be multiple lord ruler podcasts because this document is very long to all of you who think we do too much roshar stuff yeah this is for you yep Well, the Lord Ruler is an extremely interesting character. There's a lot of depth to him. He's lived for over a thousand years, so there's lots to talk about. So this week, we're going to talk about his character and history, and less on the magical mechanics stuff uh, that he does. Uh, Although, that is crazy uh, as Mm -hmm. well. And and to some extent, I think it does inform like his character and who he is too so we might touch yeah yeah, yeah but we're not but gonna be not like, let's talk mechanics yeah let's talk about compounding in like a, a extreme detail don't worry we'll do that eventually and grace is like i'm noping out and we'll get evgeny <laughs> and ian and then it'll be great we'll pedantic yeah. it up uh as for usual so you know what matt i think we should go to the very beginning the first time we heard the name Rashek. Because, oh, spoilers for Mistborn 1, by the way. <laughs> and yeah. Mistborn Era 1. Uh, the Lord Ruler is Rashek. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the, the central reveal of that book. Yeah. And he's a fair chemist. And well, let's, let's just talk about his character. And we, we grabbed all the epigraphs that he's in. And mm-hmm. I was immediately shocked that the first mo- time he was mentioned, Lendi is writing in his journal that mm-hmm. Rashek has a lot of charisma and women of the court would probably f- describe of him as handsome in a rugged sort of way. I totally forgot this. Yeah. Well, and it it's interesting because I think there's some assumption once you learn what the Lord Ruler did, because he's always described as very handsome, right? Right. Um, but I think there's an assumption by some that he uh, recreated himself to be more good looking or that just culture evolved to consider the Lord Ruler's characteristics as like the epitome of beauty since he's God. <laughs> In charge. Right? Yeah. Um, you look great. But uh, the fact that... Yeah. The the fact that he was uh, considered handsome, at least by Clenny standards, uh, before his ascension, I think is interesting. And I think that's probably one of Brandon's clues, you know, describing Rashek and the Lord Ruler with a, the same adjective. Um, yes. Is likely one of the things he sprinkled in there. Yeah. But he also is very hateful. And yeah. 
hates Clenium a lot. Yeah. And apparently there's a lot of terrorists who just don't like the Clenny stuff. Specifically the younger generation. They're yeah. like a more rebellious crowd. He he provides an interesting counterpoint as well. Uh, Rashek does, uh, even before you know he's the Lord Ruler, uh, to Sezed, I think. Because Sezed is so like the epitome of like a terrorist person for most people, right? Because he's the main one we see and he's so peaceful and he understands different viewpoints and he tries to be, you know, accepting of difference. Whereas the Lord Ruler is really a zealot in a lot of ways or like a activist for terrorist supremacy. So he's uh, very different. Yeah. He doesn't think that a foreigner could be hero of ages. No. Uh, he turned out to be kind of right on that. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> there is actually an interesting epigraph where Alendi's like, Roshek doesn't understand that really the prophecies say that you, the, the hero of ages will be an outsider, but uh, yeah. not, not really quite the same there. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting that he hated Clenium. Quan says he Rushek hates all of Clenium with the passion of envious youth. He hates Lendi even more acutely. Uh, yeah. For Rushek feels betrayed that one of our oppressors should have been chosen as the Hero of Ages, hero. which is yeah. interesting that people felt that the Terrace were oppressed, mm-hmm. particularly by Clenium and. Yeah. Well, and I think also Rishek, there's a lot of ties to that to their power and their Farukami. You know, I think the way Brandon portrays it is the terrorist culture back then was still very rural mm-hmm. and like removed, whereas Clenny Clenium is portrayed as kind of a power center yeah. in the what was it you found, Eric? The 14 lands? The 14 <laughs> lands. A, for, a center of power in the 14 lands. And so I, I think Rishek, lands. because this was pre, you know, widespread allomancy, it, it was uh, very rare and not really understood. So, like, I think, you know, Rishek seeing, like, we have these Farukamists, we have these amazing abilities. Why are we the backwater when we could be, you know, a central power like Clenium? Yeah, and although it is interesting that, you know, even though the terrorists were very removed, their religion spread. Mm-hmm. I, I was I, mentioning I, the 14 lands. Yeah, I, I kind of think of it like, you know, like sometimes uh, Eastern spirituality or religion, an aspect of that will get super trendy um, here. Sure. And, you know, it'll be people like misinterpreting it or whatever, but it'll all of a sudden catch on as like a new fad. I can kind of see that happening with like, you know, the terrorist prophecies, you know, when the deepness is getting worse all of a sudden. Yeah. All these people who have no understanding of terrorist culture are kind of adopting or. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and the terrorist people are like, that's not what that means at all. You're yeah. You're all just being trendy and that 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 that's our stuff, right? That's our religion and our culture. And then yeah, adding insult to injury. Now Alendi is being declared as as the hero. Well, I think um, it probably got more trendy with Alendi. Yeah, mm-hmm. but well, because 
I think popularizing the prophecies is what helped him cement his rule as he like, because Elendi was also a conqueror, right? Like he, he, he did conquer, yes. Conquered. I, I think, you know, any ruler who has some prophecies to back up their legitimacy is going to publicize that to make sure everyone knows. It was super cool rereading the Epigraphs prepping for this show because I, as much as I like the way of, the Stormlight epigraphs, the the Visford epigraphs have a very, I have a very deep fondness for these ones and just like reading Quan's writing about Elendi because in book one we didn't even know his name. Yeah, Elendi, it's just so cool. Just where Elendi convinced everyone else that he was Hero of Ages once Quan said, "Oh yeah, this is the Hero of Ages." Elendi kind of took that and ran with it and convinced yeah. kings and stuff. Yeah. Reading this epigraphs, I kind of wonder how much of his anger at Clenium was also kind of anger at the like leaders of the terrorist people as well. Yeah. Cause I definitely get the impression like the terrorists <laughs> kind of had the stereotype around them of being these like peaceful philosophers, holy men, and there's this whole generation of terrorists who are just kind of like working the fields and who are like facing these stereotypes and they kind of are like no we want to like prove ourselves we don't want to like fit these stereotypes that the like leaders kind of are that's yeah and i agree yeah i think that's a really good point because you know like he wishes like if him and his friends were in charge they would likely want to assert you know terrorist dominance um and so yeah, I can definitely see that anger being directed at his own people as well. And I mean, ultimately, he, he subjugated them all, right? So, well, that's um, just Grace. That's super interesting hearing that he was probably pissed off at the Terrace Elders because he made his friends into Kandra. He yeah. made the other guys into Mistrades. <laughs> like, when you think about it, it's like, wow, he was really petty there. And and so that's the other thing, like, because like when we see the first generation in Well of Ascent or Hero of Ages, yeah, they're like, oh, these old wise former Farukamis, but it's like, oh, they're that now, but they were like young punk zealots like Rushek, right? They yeah. were they weren't terrorist leaders; they were pack men. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So they were his friends. They weren't like the like it's not like the Sanad of the day or the you know leader of the the world. Uh, yeah, I don't world think bringers, those... world bringers no. in Mistborn, world yeah, singers in world bringers. Okay, um, like those were people were just turned into yeah. mistress. So. Well, yeah, because the the Terrace Elders, they except for Quan, they all supported Alendi. So yeah, he he couldn't he couldn't do that. You know, no, like yeah. that would have directly screwed with everything that Rashek tried to do. So one more thing I'll say is with these. Epigraphs, it's interesting seeing the Lord Ruler as such an emotionally driven person. Yes. Um, like so driven by hatred because he comes across as so cold and controlled. Um, when we see him in person. He's apathetic, uh, you know? He's apathetic, yeah. yeah. So it's in you kind of wonder, okay, is that passion and that hatred or anger, uh, that drive still existing underneath, and he's just learned to control it because he's been alive for a thousand years or does he just not care about anything? Cause he has so much, you know, a thousand years of perspective. So nothing seems like a big deal anymore because 
in a hundred years, everything will be different, but he'll still be the same. So, I mean, when you can survive being nearly beheaded and you can just, yeah. uh, what could possibly hurt you? Like, yeah. Eh, whatever. That noble house is where fall. It'll be fine. Although his his last moments, while he was pretty apathetic through that whole fight with Vin, in his uh, last yeah. moments, like he, there is kind of that sense of like, when he says, you know, you don't know what I do for the world. Yep. Like a sense that he's getting the short end of the stick and that there is some, that that's at least the main moment for me where I kind of saw some fire from the yeah room. yeah because before he's like whatever steel ministry po politicking whatever don't care doesn't really matter uh, yeah and also interesting that this describes him as violent because it, when you see that the lord ruler has created a violent society and you know like well even how he handled kelsier like it was very nonchalant but it was also yeah. pretty like he blew up one side of his face with a slap so <laughs> it, w it was trivial yeah uh, yeah to do but yeah so that that's a very interesting point with uh Rashek being so passionate passion ha! passion guys passion ha! Ha! okay uh Rashek, Rashek is odm yep that's right <laughs> he was race all along the race time traveled back no uh yeah. but you're, you're gonna see those things throughout the costume, yeah. obviously. But yeah. he was an awful person at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And yeah. as we'll see, he grew to be better, but early Final Empire, I imagine he made tons of mistakes and it sucked. Mm -hmm. And he had no idea how to rule. He didn't have... He wouldn't even, like, have advisors, right? Yeah, and and it's interesting because you can kind of perceive him as a little abrasive, I think, just with his hostility. But then Elendi also calls him charismatic, so I'm sure he was like a very uh, divisive figure, you yeah. know? Like, I'm sure the people who liked him, he could be very inspiring when he wanted to That's be. That's true. But then, like, obviously, like, <laughs> he was probably controversial. Yeah. So... You guys know the story. Uh, Rashek murdered Elendi before he got to the Well of Ascension. And then Rashek is just like, you know what? I'm going to stop the deepness myself. What's up? I'm going to take this yeah. power. I, I got this under control. You're not going to release the power. I'm going to take it for myself. Which was good in some ways. But So we got we got to talk about the Ascension, right? Before, <laughs> before we get too much into the final empire. Because... In prepping this, I was, like, listing all the things the Lord Ruler did in very rapid succession. Holy crap, he did a lot in the Ascension. So, thing number one, deepness is the mists. Uh, which, by the way, the mists being the deepness when you reread Elendi's book, it's like, wow, they were really frightened of the deepness. But I guess, you know, the mists were killing people, so that's fine. But, yeah. but moving... He moves Skadriel closer to the sun to burn away the mists. Mm -hmm. It's like, great work. Uh, but then was crappy at it. And so then he made the ash mounts to cool the planet down. And then changed the plants to survive ash to and microbes to break down the ash. And then changed people so that they could inhale it without coughing and, like, dying. Not get the black lung. Yes. Yeah. 
this is interesting for many reasons, but it, this is because he was holding preservation's power, right? And so instead of fixing his original problem, he just, like, kept fixing smaller things and, like, changed less and less and made more minute changes. <laughs> yeah. Because the more he used the power, the less he wanted to change things, <laughs> I think, is the... Yeah. Then, not only did he change people to survive the ash... He actually changed a lot of humans, non-consensually, by the way. He just used the power of the Well of Ascension to just literally change what people look like. Because in the Ascension, he made the Ska and the nobility, which was a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he made Ska into shorter, hardier, and more fertile people. And made nobles taller, more intelligent, and stronger, but less fertile. Yeah. Now, this, like, blows my mind because we know that after the Ascension, he gave beads of lorassium to foreign kings who were not directly under his control to bribe them to his side. So I guess he just, like, planned that, like, okay, these groups, these are people I'm going to bribe. Uh, these other guys that I don't like, they're all ska. They're, they're, they're not going to be nobles, because the nobles, they're going to be the good ones, and I'm going to bribe them and make them into my own. That's kind of crazy that he would have the foresight to do it well, or maybe if there were any groups of nobles that he screwed up with, he just murdered them. Yeah, like, he, he might have, yeah, used existing class structures. You know, like if yeah. you're a peasant in whatever kingdom you're in, you you become a ska. If you're a noble and already have power, like I definitely don't think he would have made uh, like a low class person into a noble genetically, um, because what would be the use, right? Because they'd just be because people don't know the social cues yet that, oh, these taller people are the ones we should be following, right? That he had to. He had to train them in that. So, like, I think he would have been like, oh, I want to take advantage of existing power structures. But uh, he might have turned some nobles into Ska, though, because if he knew or, like, well, like, you know, if there was, like, rival kings or something, maybe he said, yeah. oh, I'll turn this one into a Ska and then help the remaining one, like, murder or take over the other. So there's actually a word of Brandon on this. Uh, mm -hmm. by Sherlock E.B. that says, Why did Rashek feel the need to create Ska and nobility? Why not alter all humanity to be nobles if you have the power? And Brandon just says, Rashek, particularly back then, was a petty man. This caused him to do many things that, strictly speaking, were not best for his empire. Which is mm -hmm. hilarious. And it's like, <laughs> wow, what a dick. Yeah. Uh, but that almost makes me feel like he did the thing that, like, people would do if, ah, if I had divine power, I'm going to screw over all the people who screwed me over. I'm going to make those guys ska. Because yeah. screw those guys. And yeah, I'm going to make people I don't, who I don't hate as much, they'll, they'll, they'll be nobles. I'll, I'll make them better. I can definitely imagine Roshtek looking at, like, all of Clenium and just being like, you thought you were better than me? I'll just, like, <laughs> meddle with your genetics and now you're Ska. Like, look at you now. 
However, so yeah. I, I was thinking that too, but he was also needing to masquerade as a Lendy, right? Like, yeah. as, and so on one hand, you want like a Lendy was from Clenium, but yeah. a Lendy also had humble beginnings. So, like, a lot of the nobility in Clenium might not, like, they might know some of them might know him personally now. And so, those might be people Rashek would want to target to remove because they could blow his cover um yeah we, but mm -hmm. there's also like people there who maybe don't know elendi personally and only know him by reputation we we actually have a word of brandon that said that the lord ruler did actively impersonate someone he was not which yeah is obviously elendi it's like oh yeah i'm totally the hero of ages guys don't don't worry i I look yeah. different now because I ascended. And so we probably did pick out people who didn't know Alendi as well, or per like even like seen him personally before, to be like those ones I can like fool best, and they'll mm, be my true. like followers closest. Right. Yeah. Also thinking about making all these decisions in the like minute or however long he held like the power for right. So he's like, okay. These people are going to be Scott. These people are going to be nobles. Yeah, Just and I know like the, the power out. expands your mind, right? Be almost yeah. beyond time, and like, well, and I'm assuming it's like an effect similar to ADM. You know how you're able to think so much quicker, but like, yeah. it gives you on the a capacity. way bigger scale. So, yeah, but just all the things he was doing is really crazy. <laughs> What's we'll we'll continue to talk about that because that is crazy. Yeah. In addition. He had, in case his human modifications completely failed, he had two contingencies. The first was the Chandra. And so he spoke to his friends dur during his ascension and gave them a choice uh, to turn directly into Chandra. So he made them into Chandra. Then all the other fair chemists and those world bringers, I guess, he made into misrates. And the misrates bred true. Uh, and, you know, you spike them to become Chandra. Which is interesting for a lot of magical reasons. But all of Alendi's advisors, I guess, if there were Terrace world bringers advising him, well, they're all gone. Because uh, <laughs> they're, they're misrates monsters that must have been a really fun evening whatever camp they're in that oh that would gosh. be a not a good day very bad day well and like if the terrorist culture was at all similar to what we see in the final empire like if it had similar elements of like travel and retaining knowledge and storytelling like there was probably furukimists in like foreign courts you know um, oh sure sharing stuff so you know you can imagine you're at this thing or you're having a conversation with a world bringer and then they just melt in front of you <laughs> like meanwhile you're either getting shorter or taller <laughs> oh and and also the sun is red and and the sun is red like just like terrible yeah <laughs> i wonder if people were like wow those fair chemists got completely wrecked uh, at that yeah. time, if they're melting in there, yeah, 
in front of your eyes, but I guess you wouldn't, that probably wouldn't be the most memorable thing that happens on that day. <laughs> all things considered, it's like, wow, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> so much going on. But like that shows in that moment, he didn't want Farakemi to like mix because he wanted Farakemi out of the population because he yeah. understood the metallic arts and he understood Loracium yeah. and stuff. So he tried yeah. to remove the Farakemists right then. And, and, and his choice of Allomancy being the public magic as opposed to Farukami being the magic that he allowed to be public and Allomancy being the one he kept just for himself is also uh, really interesting. Yeah, because um, like, he, I, I, he could have yeah. had his Pac-Men just be rulers. Yeah. Oh, wanted. and, you know, and Farukami would have, you know, spread among the upper class and... The only way, like, we know there was some Allomancy out there, but it wasn't well known or well... It was only granted by the Mists. Yes. Yeah. So was it, it was... Yeah. Wasn't Alendi a seeker? He was. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and so maybe the Lord Ruler felt he could track Farukami better, and he was worried, like, this random element of Allomancy might... But, like, to me, yeah. I, I think he just saw the better potential of Allomancy... Um, and also with Adium, he had a way to control Mistborn, right? Um, oh yeah, geez. No, I, yeah. I do have a vague memory, and I don't know if this is an actual law or not, but of reading somewhere, someone basically saying that, or if it was a WAP written saying that by the nature of Ferukemi, like, Rashek knew that it would be easier to control Alamancy or something, because yeah. Ferukemi, you have, like, the kind of memory... Yeah, that's it? right. That's right. Yeah. And he, I think that was an yeah. annotation. Um, yeah, fearing uh, copper mines. Yeah, I think it was an annotation too. Because um, yeah, copper mines, totally. Like if he wants to recreate history and shape it to his narrative, yeah, a copper mine is the most threatening thing um, because, yeah. you know, the keeper yeah. can... And also, um... Like he had just discovered that Ruin was manipulating the copper mines too. So I wonder if part of that was also taking away a tool. That's true. Of That's Ruin. a really good point, actually. Um, you know, because the whole reason Elendi got in the place he was is because of the reliance on copper mines. Mm -hmm. um, That's all true. I and but I think the main reason is just that. Yeah. yeah. Alamancy is. Hey, look, guys, I have this awesome power. You should definitely follow me. I mean, I'll kill you if you don't, but, like, it'll be just a lot easier if you take these awesome magical powers. Yeah. And you know if I'm a foreign king? All right, you're gonna kill me if I uh, don't? Like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I'm in. Then that's a good point. He was the only source of Alamancy, whereas if he had chosen Farukami, there would have been yeah. Farukamis who disagreed with him. Um, yeah, he got to choose the Alamancers and choose yeah, their Yeah, he kids. got to choose the Alamancers, yeah. Yeah. So. And you, before this, I always thought of Rashek's decisions at the Well of Ascension as a very, like, logical choice to try and, like, save humanity. And I think there was a part of that. Yeah. But going through it again now, I definitely see more of the pettiness and the spite that yeah, was, absolutely. like, underlying everything he did. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, um... It's very petty. But the other thing with the Chandra, it, it just blows my mind that he did so much. The other thing with the Chandra is that he made them into 
this weird form in case, in case, like, he did destroy the world. Then, like, well, at least there's some life left. That'll survive. The, the sentient cockroaches who can survive any. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> any calamity. Also, though, there was contingency plan two, which yeah. we actually have no idea how that actually worked. But he set an entire other group of people mm-hmm. on the South Pole. How did they survive in the ash without his genetic modifications? Who the crap knows? But he plopped them there and maybe did different modifications? I don't know. I, I think also he, uh, like, we know so little about the South Pole, right? Like, it yep. might have also mm-hmm. been they had other means of surviving the sun because. Yeah. The ash mounts, like he might not have put ash mounts on that side of the planet. And of course, like events like this affect like the whole planet. Like if yeah. a bunch of volcanoes the size of the ash mounts erupted on Earth, it would affect the whole planet, right? Absolutely, but maybe yeah. maybe that side of the planet uh, does have less ash. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, the, the compensation is more that, you know, they have a different way of surviving the... The closeness of the sun yeah so we we should probably do an episode on the southern yeah. skadrians at some point uh because there's so much there but oh, so yeah. two contingency groups uh in case he murder accidentally murdered everyone so that's nice he flattened the area where the well of ascension was and like put decoy mountains far away so people wouldn't actually know where it was yeah, yeah, he totally reshaped the world. He moved the magnetic North Pole to be where the Well of Ascension was. No, the Well of Ascension was already the magnetic North Pole, I thought. Didn't he just move that uh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, put yeah, the, like... Well, he yeah. decoupled the tilt from the magnetic... Yeah. From the magnetic North was not the same as the true North, right? True North, yeah, yeah. But... The well was always the magnetic pole, I think. Yeah. And he moved that. Yeah. I think he also did stuff with the pits of Hathsin to, like, make that into a thing. Uh, mm, I think no preservation hid Ruby's body. So I think the pits... Although the Lord Ruler might have modified them. Yeah, Yeah, maybe he did modify them. I'm kind of forgetting. Because did the Black Lake become the pits? Uh, that's, uh, having looked at the Ruins Perpendicularity Coppermine article recently, uh, it is unclear because there are some words of Brandon where Brandon's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, below, below the pits, there's, there's, that's where the Ruins Perpendicularity is. And it, well, it has to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where the interplanetary trade goes through, right? Yeah. But, but I feel like he moved some of that stuff. Um, Yeah. Well, although, like, if he, the way he moved it, um, like, if Luthadel is where the well was, uh, the well was close to the Black Lake, and Luthadel is close to the pits. So, like, mm-hmm. and, like, the pits are a little bit, like, south of Luthadel, and the lake was south of the well. I thought it was north, but whatever. Um... Oh, yeah. Anyway, what? <laughs> Stay- anyway, Final he... Empire Geography class. Do yeah, you remember? Yeah, yeah. Do you do you remember that the capital of the Western Dominance is Tremberdare, not Fodrex City? It's true. Yeah. No, you, but you're right. 
also the the lord ruler uh understood all the metallic arts understood compounding uh understood hemology he understood three contra- constructs and uh knew how to make inquisitors and coloss mm-hmm. also but with flattening the land it's actually super interesting if you compare the final empire map with the uh new map because he flattened Luthadel, or what became Luthadel, right? Uh, yeah. But, like, kind of reshaped the continents because the same coastline that's on the Final Empire map is actually on the New World map. In, but, in yeah, the Elendil era map. But, like, man, if you were, like, far away in what would become the Burnlands, you're, you're just screwed. You're just completely screwed. Like... Would mm-hmm. these people even have places to live uh, there? Like, he's reshaping the continent and everything and killing tons of biodiversity and stuff with, like, no flowers and changing all the plants. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe your your palace, if you were enemy king, is just, like, in a totally different spot and you have no idea where anything is anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm sure some things were the same, but, oh, man, not a good day. For most people. No. We don't know how much of the world was inhabited before Roshek changed That's everything. really true. Because people would have been evacuating towards the well as well, because that's the last, like, the deepness, right, uh, starts on the reaches. And then, like, the, the area around the well is the last place that the deepness comes to. So. Well, that's how it worked when it was coming back. And I think... Oh, Elendi right. Met, and it was centering around Luthadel, yeah. Right, around right, Luthadel. Right. And I think Alendi also mentions when they get to Terrace, the deepness is fainter there as well, I think. I, I, I found it. I oh, found yeah? it. You did? Uh, we are close now. Uh, it's chapter 33 of Final Empire. Uh, we are close now. Oddly, this high in the mountains, we seem to finally be free from the oppressive touch of the deepness. It has been quite a while since I knew what that was like. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, and that could be an altitude thing, potentially. But I think given what we've seen with how the mist, like Luthadel was the last to be swallowed. Um, right. That the well is the kind of, like they start outward and come in towards the well. And so a lot of the world's population around the time of the ascension might have been migrating towards the well as the lands further out became uninhabitable already. Right, because all the crops would die. Yeah, that yeah. seems very likely um, and would give people reason to center. No, that this is the main city. Yo, what's up? Like, you're, it, you're already it, here. It, it also makes me wonder in the like time of the books, how long was the deepness strengthening before they realized it? Because like all the characters are in the middle of the empire, right? Like, so for how many years, like on the edges or outside of the empire already was the deepness starting to strengthen and come more in the day. Um, it, and it, it just took them a while mm-hmm. to notice. Yeah. Cause um, the was hero for like, he, the Quan mentions like a decade of war yeah uh which is really interesting but yeah so yeah the timeline is a little interesting there blame it on maybe ruin did it differently at this time and you know after the 
Lord Ruler died, ruins strengthening the mists more after that and like supercharging it then, whereas he was a little more careful to yeah. cultivate Alendi, the right person. I should not question your memory of of uh Miss Fornero one, Matt. I, I know this. Oh, but I, I'm wrong sometimes and when I am I'm like I forget what it was the other time, but there was this thing I was sure was a real thing and it wasn't. So Well, that that happens to the know. best of us, but like Nine times out of ten, you should bet on Matt's vague recollections of Arrow 1 to be uh, spot on. Just reaching into my copper mines and yeah. there's something, yeah, kind of, yeah. sort of. Yeah, seriously. Interestingly enough, that's also the same epigraph that mentions the Black Lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which which is the perpendicularity and the misspirit yeah. stabs yeah. Fedek to not go in there. We had a lot of... Uh, TWG threads about this epigraph <laughs> back in the day. And I was so just like, probably... it's it. I, I totally just like thought it, the Black Lake was not important the whole time. I remember yeah. that. Um, yeah. so, it's nothing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so that that's the Ascension. So mm-hmm. now we have uh, the next 1,024 years of the Lord Ruler's life. Uh, <laughs> so it's so going great. But fortunately, we don't really know a lot of what he did post-Ascension other than bribe rulers, create his empire, uh, conquered a lot of people. Tons of people. Yeah. Uh, apparently all 14 lands, I guess. Who the hell knows? It did, did probably did some, some genocides. I, yeah, I would say like so. Like wiped, wiped some people out. Um, well, yeah. presumably he started like people opposing him made them, he made a lot of people in the Kolos and then he had Kolos mm-hmm. armies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Kolos. And he also, um, you know, started his church to like set up the whole steel ministry. Maybe not in its its form it is as we know it, but, you know, he got that going and it eventually evolved into what we see in the books. So His, his church for what it was, at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And people held out, but he conquered them. And he didn't, like, finish conquering until, like, the third century, right? Yeah, well, there's a... There's the one people that Cezed mentions were wiped out. Uh, like third they century. Had, yeah. Or who lasted longer than Oh, anyone. the jaw. The jaw. The That's jaw, yeah. <laughs> Jawism. Yeah. 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 So they, so whenever they petered out, which is a couple centuries in, um, yep. the Lord Ruler was still quashing. And then, you know, he's continued to deal with rebellions and stuff since then. Yeah. Now, so there, there's so much to talk about, about like the first five to six centuries of the Lord Ruler's yeah. rule. Right? <sighs> oh, Eric, you got that backwards, actually. Oh really? The jaw were the, the jaw were the first to be killed off because they were so um, outspoken about their devotion that they were easy to hunt down. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, all right, all right. Uh, they man, they didn't was... last long past the ascension. Oh okay. Uh, who? What's the... A- anyway, there's there's another religious group though that did last longer. Um, yeah, I I have like three centuries. Uh, yeah, like third century. That so. that sounds about right. 
Um, I'm sure someone in the comments will have the exact number, though. So if you have that, you can feel free to tell us. Well, it's just <laughs> when we're, we're like, ah, yes, we'll do a good Lord Ruler podcast. It's like, what do you research? You have to like, God, we're probably forgetting yeah. some things yeah. here. But our vague recollections, probably right. Uh, presumably survived beheadings and numerous mm-hmm. rebelling rebellions. Uh, Although, uh, either I think in an annotation or a wob, Brandon has said that some of the Lord Rulers coming back from death stories were exaggerated. And yeah. so, like, there's that list of, like, crazy things that he survived. And yeah. it's, a, it's a combination of truth and embellishment um and obviously with miles we saw what was possible with compounding gold so yeah. we know a lot of that probably could have really happened uh, <sighs> yeah ser- like he probably though. wasn't he probably wasn't burnt away to a skeleton though and then healed like he probably didn't heal himself from being a skeleton because that's one of the i think myths of the lord ruler is that they burned him um till he was just bones and then he regenerated which is like the visual of that is so crazy um it's a chapter 15 i found it um kelsier says i searched for two years to find a way to kill him men have tried everything he ignores normal wounds and decapitation only annoys him a group of soldiers burned down his inn during one of the early wars the Lord Ruler walked out as barely more than a skeleton, and then healed in a matter of seconds. So he was probably like, if that really happened, he was probably really freaking burned and like. Uh, That's not that hard to exaggerate. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He probably wasn't just bones. <laughs> I assume. When I'm looking at these, the the part where the Lord Ruler killed Kelsier. It's interesting that the Lord Ruler's voice is accented. Yeah, lightly accented. Yep. Because he's terrorist. And what's interesting, though, um, when someone lives kind of in pseudo-isolation like the Lord Ruler does, Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, in England, the royal family has actually a distinct accent. Hmm. That's slightly... So, like... And part of that is because, you know, everyone around them is kind of talking a certain way and they're, um, yeah, like they, there's a some distinction there. I was reading somewhere. Our British fans can correct me if I'm... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, just think about like, about what that. was English a thousand years ago? Yeah. Like... Oh, yeah. But like, there's some preservation Absolutely. there. I think. I, it was an article, I think, about how the actors on The Crown prepared to That's play. That's really interesting. Yeah. But so, like, in particular, though language probably didn't change much in the final empire yeah. period, uh, yeah. the Lord Ruler still is a relic from a very bygone age. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Because it's like he can talk the same way he did a thousand years ago, right? So, God, I just love the scene. Lord Ruler just kills. Kelsier, let the executions begin. Yeah, give me yeah. that. <laughs> it's like we're we're continuing yeah. the executions. We're done here. There's a lot of good art of that scene, and it's always like these really awkward images, actually, because the Lord Ruler's pierced through with two spears at that point, but just right, yeah, like keeps walking. Yep, <laughs> yep, and yeah, it's pretty cool. I find it very amusing that 
people burn down his inn. Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, in the early days. But yeah, uh, I, I would say uh, Roshek's early rule, very different from Elendi's rule, where Elendi was persuasive and, yeah, Elendi conquered, but uh, the Lord Ruler really conquered. I'm kind of curious about his early rule, how much of the, like, class structure stuff was already in place. Because it's, it's weird to me to imagine overnight him just going, all right, most of the population is just slaves now. And just like that it happening and people being like, okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And the, the plantation yeah. system itself, yep. uh, we know didn't come in until later. Um, yeah. But, but we don't know the Scots still could have been slaves before that. Yeah. And it was just less organized. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, like, I'm assuming what the books refer to as the plantation system is the system where the Lord Ruler owns all the Ska and then leases them to the nobility. And then it's, you know, set up where they're working on the plantations and then the nobles manage that. So yeah. They might have had other models of slavery prior to that. Yeah, but the... And, well, and also the fact that now that you can't notice much of a physical difference between the nobles and the Ska or enough that... You can write it off as diet, um, whereas we know originally there the was actual was differences. Yeah. Yeah. And so I also kind of wonder uh, how much, like, you know how the Lord Ruler doesn't want any ska having allomancy. Um, was that as big a deal early in the Empire if we had, like, more interbreeding to the point that those... Because if they had no interbreeding from day one and ska like uh half nobles were hunted down from day one i don't think you would have had the that extent of inter uh mingling to make them indistinguishable right so i feel like that could have developed just later i yeah. don't think yeah. the lord ruler foresaw that being an issue no. but once he gave alamancy to you know those yeah other other kings right then he's like Oh, okay. Later, a few centuries later, once all of their children definitely become mistborn, right? Uh, yeah. That we're trying to enslave the Ska. Oh, this is not going to work out well if some people who I don't have my thumbs in very well, mm -hmm. like these slaves, get these abilities. Oh, we need to like, no, you guys cannot interbreed ever. Yeah. And I think that's primarily, like, because with the terrorists, the interbreeding uh, restrictions are to prevent Alamancy from mingling with Furukami. For the Ska, really, it's more a practical thing where he just doesn't want uh, the lower class to have the power to rebel. Right. So it, 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 I can see that not being a concern initially, where he's like, oh, if the Ska get, like, one misborn, we'll just recruit him and then he'll be a noble, right? Or we'll kill him. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, when Alamancy becomes more diluted and there's more of them but like less powerful ones i can see him being like okay i don't want like a little group of like ska soothers and rioters getting together and like stirring things trouble. up or you know, you know like i think i could see that becoming more important later on in his in his rule so do you think at first the ska were just kind of like 
lower class secondhand citizens and then as time went on like their rights were taken away more and more until the like slavery happened it's hard to say yeah um i would say that first century is so chaotic that maybe the lord ruler just didn't care if if someone swore fealty to him he's like cool great don't care yeah and the the other thing is he didn't rule the whole empire yeah uh for a while uh so like what was going on in other kingdoms who who knows like they probably had a diverse set of uh class structures that were maybe slightly altered when the lord ruler changed all their genetics Um, probably yeah like it's it's kind of weird to think about that how he was thinking ahead to a class system some sort of class system where you had these two you had the elites and then the the working class to support the elites but before that uh he had to like get to a place where he could impose that system and so they existed with these modifications for a quite a while well i feel like the it was less foresight and more pettiness that like i'm gonna screw the people i don't like over and then other (laughs) people i'll make the that they're they i don't hate them so i'll make them into nobles right yeah like i i feel like that was more what it was like and then later he had the idea oh okay let's let's fix this I, i think the one element for me which i have trouble explaining except as foresight is because it's like like that's like you would think oh i want my friends to like have lots of kids because that'll make them happy that he made the nobles less for of supply and demand thinking right that there's always more ska than nobles uh so like that element of it to me was of kind of foresight but i agree like the oh i'm gonna make you short and a peasant well and uh, also making the others more intelligent and actually stronger yeah like that's 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 kind of an actually insane yeah 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 yeah. so um um yeah yeah i don't know so the plantation system easy (laughs) to forget the plantation system only was around 200 years which is crazy because we think like oh yeah that's how the final empire was the lord ruler didn't make any changes he made a lot of changes within his empire uh and it has not been it has not been particularly great uh or stable yeah and like if you think of the first century or two as him like stabilizing or like you Mm -hmm. know conquering for a century or so and then stabilizing for another century that's 200 years in you know, if yeah. he tried a couple different systems, like 200 years each, and then if it's like, oh, at 200 years, if it's not working, maybe I should try <laughs> something different. Yeah. Because um, the Book of False Dawn was all like, yeah, you know, one would think now with the single immortal governor, society would have finally have an opportunity to find stable stability and enlightenment. It is the remarkable lack of either attribute in the final empire that is the lord ruler's most grievous oversight so <laughs> and 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 it's important i think to know too rayshek as a character like he's not someone who grew up as like a prince um no. who's like familiar with governor governorship uh he's obviously someone who had a lot to learn mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, absolutely. that doesn't mean that it kind of came naturally to him and, you know, one of the reasons why he hated uh, Clenium, too, was that, or the Terracers, was the lack of sophistication and 
uh, that sort of thing that the terrorist culture had. And so, um, yeah, but then he made his empire into Clenium basically yeah. with the, yeah. the keeps, the keep architecture and stuff. Yeah. But he might not have like fully understood all those, those systems. Right. So he was trying to like mimic or emulate something he maybe didn't fully understand yeah, at yeah. the beginning. I actually totally forgot a thing that he did at the Well of Ascension that's actually really important. Yes. The Lord Ruler did not eat a bead of Loracium. Yeah. Oh. He actually remade himself into an Alamancer with the power of the Well. Oh. And so he's actually more powerful than, like, Elend or another Loracium Mistborn would be, like, from the beginning. Like, he... <laughs> Thanks, Seizad, for that confusion. Yeah. Yeah, in there, but certainly the other Lorassian Mistborns were very p much more powerful. But yeah, but but the Lord Ruler was like a step. Yeah, we we'll we'll probably talk about that in a more powery centric in thing. A, but in a I, mechanic, yeah, I I wanted to just mention that because I completely we didn't mention that earlier. So so Matt, here's one thing that most listeners might not know about the Final Empire. Uh, and it was a thing that you asked, Brandon, once. Uh, on factoid, you asked about a factoid about the Lord Ruler and the Final Empire. Yeah. Uh, so I asked, this was at the Alloy of Law yep. release party. Yep. And I asked if, tell us something about the Lord Ruler that we don't already know. Uh, which is a type of question I think he's since banned. Uh, yeah, because you, you can't it's ask hard questions to think like of this. Things. Well, um, this is better than like tell me something about the Cosmere. We don't know. Like, yeah, at least yeah, it yeah. was more specific. But yeah, don't yeah, ask questions I, like these anymore. And you know, I, I'm interested in character too, and I know he gets a lot of like mechanics and world building questions. So I was right. kind of like, oh, give me a character factoid. Also, the Lord Ruler's plot was more or less done at the time, or perceived to be done at the time. So right. I think he maybe felt a little safer giving yeah, some back lore. But, sure. uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but what he said was the Lord Ruler once tried to end the final empire, which is really interesting. So that and you know, before yeah. presumably before the plantation system, absolutely because it seems like that was him saying, "Oh no, I'm going to take complete control." But you know, in that time period before that, he had lots of time to think, "Oh, maybe I'll do something different." And we haven't managed to find out anything really about his motivations more like i think i've seen a couple different questions trying to build on that and he hasn't given out much more information um we we do know i actually asked if the lord ruler's children were involved in the plot for him to give yeah, up the final yeah. empire and they were we're going to talk about that uh yeah but i like to imagine that maybe the first few centuries He's trying to have, like, absolute control. Mm -hmm. This uh, book on mm -hmm. where we hear about the plantation structure said that the Lord Ruler found the plantation structure troubling because of the freedom it allows the aristocracy. So I feel mm -hmm. like maybe in the beginning he, like, tried to have really tight control over stuff. Yeah. And that just yeah. didn't work because people just were like, no, we're not going to do that. And that caused a lot of strife, maybe. And because and really, like, if you look at the lives of the nobles, they they really live like especially the great houses really live like kings you know like they have freedom for the most part to do whatever they want as long as you know they're paying some taxes here and there and staying in the lord ruler's favor like it's it's very similar to uh, you know a 
free lords or free kings and just paying fealty to the church. You kind of think about, you know, that period in Europe when the, the Catholic church was very powerful and, yeah. you know, they were still king of their country, but they had to be on the good side of the Pope because <laughs> the Pope yeah. had a lot of power then. Yeah. But like, I imagine the Lord Ruler's apathy could very easily have come from, well, I tried to uh, squeeze them very hard and be a hands-on ruler, and that did not work out so great. So uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe let's, uh, maybe that led to him wanting to give up the final empire. I'm like, man, I suck. I suck. This, this, yeah. is, this is crap. This is the worst. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like to imagine that the time he tried to give up the final empire was like midway through, maybe. Mm-hmm. That that would make sense. Because we we got to talk about the whole thing that... So whenever that happened, he had children. Had children. Which is insane. <laughs> and who have since been confirmed to just have interbred into the population. Yeah! They weren't, they weren't like, all killed off or, like, no. moved to another part of the planet or world pop hopped to another world so they didn't threaten him they just you know had kids lived lives yeah people who you know i know bothers you eric to no end it does (laughs) there even at the well of ascension roshek's like fair chemi and allomancy mixing that is no good i am going to create change all my friends into blobs okay and all of the terrace elders, they'll also be blobs. All the fair chemists that are living, they're blobs. But, you know, I'm just gonna... I, I'm not gonna murder the people I impregnate in my a thousand year of rule. God, so stupid, Roshek. You're an idiot. <sighs> Do we have confirmation, though, that, like, he didn't suppress his powers or something? No, I asked him. That, the... was, that was one of the oh. things that I asked him, uh... Like, did he suppress his, did he suppress that? And Brandon just said no. <laughs> That's, the, I know, right? Like, the answer to that was no. Gah. Maybe we should talk about the subjugation of Terrace, right? Because that's, that's kind of connected with this. Especially since he made the terrorist people into everything he hated about the terrorist people, right? Like he emphasized the docility and the servitude and the yeah. when he originally wanted the terrorist people to be dominant, he made them the opposite of dominant. So it's, I think that's one of the, inter- like the Lord Ruler is such a fascinating character on so many levels, but I think his relationship to his, his people is one of the most interesting and, Grace, I think that insightful comment you made earlier about him actually having some self-hatred for his culture um, yeah. is probably borne out in how he treated the mm-hmm. terrorist people. Yeah. Definitely. And we have a Hero of Ages epigraph where Seizad thinks that, oh, Rashek, you know, destroyed the terrorist religion because if he didn't, then someone else could maybe figure out the well and, you know use it to mm-hmm. defeat Rashek. And so, like, there was a part of that that he just kept mm-hmm. those secrets to himself. Which presumably would be very easy after you change all the world bringers into Mistwraiths. So, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. That, that's not an issue. You don't even need to murder that Except many. for the first generation. Lucky for the team. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. he also forgot the whole thing where uh, Rashek talks to Quan and Quan refused and then yeah. 
the and then the he leaves him a lot. He doesn't immediately destroy him. Yeah, like with the power of the well. Right. He doesn't he turn him into alive. a mystery. He spares. Yeah. Him. He leaves him alive and then hunts him down later. <laughs> maybe because he thought Quan... he could persuade Quan later. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And I think Quan, as the you know the first prophet or great announcer or whatever, would have been a good ally to like confirm his legitimacy. Um, yeah, but he was also considered treasonous by yeah. uh, Lendi's oh, yeah. coalition. Yeah, and also I don't know. Quan is also a very interesting character to me oh because he like um, and them as a family, like he's the Lord Ruler's uncle, <laughs> um, and he. Oh, so this is interesting. So uh, Quan has a photographic memory, right? Oh, and yes. that's why he's able to see the mistake in the copper mind. Yep. Um, and there's points where they're talking about the Lord Ruler where they also say, oh, the Lord Ruler never forgets a face. You know, he can see a face only once and he remembers it forever. Oh, so that's... And, I, and it could be a copper mind, him using his copper minds, but it could also be that he shares the genetic whatever that Quan that had, you know? That is interesting. Uh, I yeah. know there's an annotation that says that, oh yeah, the legend of the Lord Ruler's fantastic memory does stem from his copper mines. Yeah. Um, but they also say that one, one ability that is not explained by Farakemi is the Lord Ruler's thing that he can just determine when people tell the truth or not. And yeah. Brandon says in an annotation that that's just because he's probably just super old and experienced and so yeah it would be unlikely for you to lie to someone yeah well i also think like like if he's you know burning tin to, or like compounding tin like you can see so many like minute yeah things like you could potentially do the uh thing that Toph does on Avatar Last Airbender where, you know, sense the heartbeat or the vibrations, like Oh yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, it could yeah. be basically like a polygraph, you know? Yeah, that, like, like measures heartbeat and a bunch of other things, I think, right? So I think between between that and just him knowing people so well from you know see, like his his BS meter would be pretty high, I think, mm -hmm. because he can like he's seen it all, right? Like <laughs> If someone lies to you, a hundred, a hundred different people lie to you a hundred different times. You're going to sure start he, catching on to the tells. I'm sure he uh, had a very steep learning curve that first century uh, yeah. after the Ascension. Oh, yeah. Which is also probably why it was so chaotic. Like, you know, in that early century, there were some kings who said, oh, yeah, I'm on your side, pal, and then screwed him over. And yeah. then, you know, he got messed up and had to go back and murder everyone hopefully the not the ones yeah. he made mistborn because <laughs> that like that that's just a political struggle waiting to happen okay i gave you one of these yeah. uh, let's wait for your kids have some kids <laughs> you have mistborn and i'll control them then i'll murder you yeah. maybe like oh I... terrible or i'll spike you well that's inquisitor can still have children right that was confirmed, wasn't it? Or was I don't it not? know if that is confirmed. Okay, never mind. Well, <laughs> but anyway, you could spike someone as an inquisitor and then actually control them with the with the spikes. Yeah. On the topic of um, Rashak eventually hunting down Quan. Yeah. I wonder if he almost came to blame Quan for what happened, because Quan was the one who told him like you had like. 
Quan first put Alendi on the path as the hero, and then Quan also told Rashek, you need to kill Alendi. So I can almost imagine a scenario where Rashek, like, Rashek doesn't really like taking blame for stuff. <laughs> I can definitely imagine a scenario where he kind of convinces himself, like, these things are Quan's fault. But see, I don't know. I, I feel like, as a person who can also be very petty, uh, who uh, would love to hold divine power some point uh, and do very poorly at it, don't give me divine power. Uh, I can just imagine, oh, I have all this power now. This is great. Like, why, why would he need to blame Quan for that? Like, yeah, now kind of sucks, but I'm the most powerful thing on this planet. Who's gonna, who's actually going to be able to stop me? No one, right? What, what would he be blaming Quan for? Like, it's not like he's like, woe is me for this terrible fate. Maybe, maybe not until, like, he tried to give up the final empire, right? But he would need to establish it first. Yeah, I mean, more just, like, a general, like, if he had any kind of dissonance of, like, the world is not great. Like, sure, I am, I'm powerful and wonderful and I can do no wrong. And so anything oh, okay. that's wrong with the world must be, like, Quan's fault for setting me on this path kind oh, of thing. Oh, it's like, man, I miss flowers. It's Quan's fault and not my fault, that, that kind yeah. of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, with, I'm with you. Yeah, that, that makes sense. We didn't actually talk about the terrorist subjugation, actually. <laughs> it's easy to get off track with a thousand years of history that's kind of like the timeline's a little vague and stuff, you know? So we actually know from Yeoman that the Canton of Inquisition wasn't started until the 6th century, which is insane in and of itself, I find. Hmm. <laughs> But also that the breeding programs were suggested by the Inc Canton of Inquisition and the Lord Ruler begrudgingly agreed to it. But the terrorist subjugation occurred much earlier. And I, I wonder why he was against it, right? Was it still some loyalty to his people, you know, um, that he didn't want to take that last step and, you know, totally do that to him them or yeah know, like, i guess I there might have been other reasons for his hesitance i feel like okay so sixth century breeding programs start i feel <laughs> like he has to have had his kids before then right yeah. before he before he was persuaded you we need to specifically get farakemi out of things yeah. and control this very specifically right yeah and yeah. also like i think his kids would be a bigger deal if they were more recent because you know Mistborn got weaker and weaker right so yeah. um although another thing on sorry this is a slight sidetrack but Go another thing on the kids point is we know from the alloy of law books that when you mix furukami and alamatsi they break down faster and yes. that's why so that's why you get fairings yeah that's why you get fairings so his kids, that might be another reason why his kids aren't as big a deal. Um, yeah, but I feel, yeah, I guess, I guess I just always thought the breeding programs were like also to prevent compounders and anyone to challenge mm -hmm. him. Yeah, but absolutely. But like six centuries in, th there's this whole other dimension to the Lord Ruler mm -hmm. and that ruin is just like messing with him the entire time. Yeah. yeah. 
and probably Ruin very much focusing on him in particular, because why would Ruin need to manipulate anyone else? Yeah. You got the Lord Ruler. It's easy peasy if you want to destroy some stuff. Here's my theory. Okay. So the Lord Ruler had some kids, uh-huh. and the Canton of Inquisition didn't know. And then the kids started, like, going out and getting married, and the Inquisitors realized, hey, wait a second, some terrorists, like, interbreeded, and now there's ferrochemy in the population. So they took this to the Lord Ruler, and he was like, Oh, oh, terrorists did that. Oh, totally. Oh, I see. <laughs> we totally need to be doing something about that. The, the kid is not my son. Yeah. Plays in the background. That's not my problem. <laughs> I've never made a mistake. I have never been dumb. But it's time for a change. Uh, it's time for a change. Okay, fine. I. You know what? As long as Rashek knows that is that him having kids was dumb and that's fine. I accept this completely <laughs> because it is dumb, Rashek. You're an idiot sometimes. Duh. Yeah. Well, the Inquisitors didn't know about compounding, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe, well, I think we have a word of Brandon that maybe some figured it out, but like they were not specifically taught that. And I think they're also like, because unless you start with a Mistborn, most inquisitors their powers are specifically chosen so yeah. you could you could design them so they don't have the metals to line up to compound even right. if they have yeah. ferrukami and allomancy to compound you need those compatible yeah metals right. so right like the like inquisitors like they're just choose your own adventure so you can kind of <laughs> true so that that's that's all very true i feel like if the lord ruler had kids though that they would be for certain full mistborn even with the ferrochemy right yeah come on unless his kids could only be like if they would either get like if you had three options like you'd get either a full mistborn a full ferrochemist or a twinborn like maybe you can't produce a fullborn. I think that's what they call the Lord no, Ruler. That is not actually a canonical term. Okay, so that's a fan term. <laughs> that was actually made from a fanfic, and people ran with it. That is not a real oh. term. Well, I, I like I like the term, um, <laughs> but as long as we will say it's a fan in it's a fan in term fullborn. <laughs> just just like um, shard intent. That was a term. Yeah, that is a fan made term, not necessarily yeah. a Cosmere term. Except capital I intent. Yeah, that's a Cosmere term, of course. Yeah, but <laughs> a- anyway, you know, maybe uh, a person who's a full Farukamist and a full Mistborn, uh, maybe you can't inherit all all how 32 powers uh yeah. genetically that's possible and maybe like ruin just persuaded the lord ruler that like oh yeah no 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 that, that would be a big big problem so you you need to subject you need to like get that fair can be out of there and maybe yeah maybe in practice you don't get those full Mistborn, full fair chemist combos yeah or uh, maybe it, it's rare you know like maybe it's only 10% of the time or something that you would get uh you know cuz even then like if he had eight kids none of the like if it's a, it's against the odds he might not have that that's true but maybe he still I don't know we don't know how many kids he had either no no we have no idea but they did breed with the they interspersed into the population yeah. this super ultra powerful allomancy <laughs> ah! 
Which again probably means it was earlier rather than later. Absolutely. Because when there was still really powerful noble alamancers. Um, so well, you wouldn't notice, oh, that person can control Kolos or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And again, yeah. like if he wasn't as worried about that at the beginning, some of his like actual kids might have been like generals and stuff under him, right? Like we yeah, don't know yeah. his relationship with his children. Um, like present day Lord Ruler having kids, you kind of imagine him putting them in a back closet or completely ignoring them. Yeah. Or just like murdering a <laughs> Skywalker. Or who... killing them. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if it yeah. was just in that like first hundred years, just like, oh, hey, like, marry, like, my daughter, marry yeah. this like kind of iffy king and get him on my side. Like, absolutely. That like political marriage. The Lord Ruler wanted stability. He, he was shaped by preservation's power, so I feel like he could definitely do things that in, in those first in, hundred years that in retrospect were really dumb, but uh, yeah. he could have married someone. And, really and as, alien, as alien as the Lord Ruler seems, you know, before his death, you know, when he's been around a thousand years, like, he is human, right? So, you know... Like, there was a time in that first century when Rashak was 30 years old and 40 years old, right? And, like, I think that kind of detachment from his humanity or, you know, came as he lived so many lifespans, right? And, yeah. you know, that early day he had human wants and, yeah. I mean, he was charismatic yeah. and he saved the world as far as everyone knew. And handsome, like yeah, he's sure he had women throwing them at, like throwing themselves at him. Yeah, he's super arrogant. Like, yeah, he could probably have, he would probably have lots of women who would love to try and get on his good side, right? Yeah, if he was the most powerful being on the planet, uh, I'll say nothing about the fictional fanfic that one of my characters. Do you remember that, Eric? <laughs> what? No, I don't. Uh, my my character Felicity from Mistborn, uh, the oh, yeah. RP, she uh -huh. has a Lord Ruler fanfic called The Lord Ruler and I. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bodice ripper. Um... <laughs> That's right. That's right. I remember that now. That's funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's it's also true that <laughs> here's another Lord Ruler factoid that you don't really think about, where Vin was worried that the Lord Ruler would come to a ball. Like, that's a thing that sometimes mm -hmm. occurs. That the Lord was like, yeah, I'm here. What's up? Uh, yeah, not. I think I think he lend at some point says, oh, he hasn't come ball in years or something like that. So, like, it happens. But, you know, once, you know, every five years or something or every. Because, um, like, I, really, yeah. five years is so short a time for the Lord Ruler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I went to a ball just last week. What are you talking about? Oh, no, that was 10 years ago, sir. Yeah. Oh, I guess I should go again. Yeah, and I, I imagine that he just interacted with less and less people as his as time got on, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Did we ever finish the thought about the, the terrace? I, I don't know. We we don't really know a lot. We don't really know how that no. subjugation started. Really. Just that it was a gradual thing and not a thing that was from the beginning. Um and especially as we know it, it wasn't from the beginning. The beginning program. It's interesting that Rashek felt that, like, the Klenny were oppressors, and then he's pretending to be Klenny, and then he yeah. realizes, 
no, no, no. We need to like stamp out this religion very specifically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I find that very ironic. Ah, I'm gonna pretend to be Clenny and then do that thing. I will I will specifically oppress. <laughs> but maybe he rationalized it that well, you know, I gotta do these things to save the world, and you yeah. know, if if some people you know, don't get to worship their religion, then whatever. They're at least not dead. So, you know what? Whatever. And I do think he probably used that rela- uh, rationalization of, oh, it's for for the purpose of saving the world a lot. Yeah. More I'm than sure. it was warranted for all the atrocities he did. For the better good. For the greater a, good. A phrase he used for the greater good, yeah. Oh, yeah? Does he specifically say that? No, I don't. Not, not specifically. I'm oh, just okay. saying, like, that sentiment very much fits with the lord ruler's yeah character he also got better as time went on right and he got more altruistic and less petty and terrible he got less uh he was more apathetic but in some ways he did care because he was preparing for the end he was preparing for ruin to return uh he did know that ruin would try something uh with the well he didn't quite see it as being a Scott Rebellion, but he made the storage caches. He was hiding <laughs> Ruin's body. He trained all of his obligators to never speak about the storage caches and what was in it so that Ruin could not hear it. Mm-hmm. Like, he did a lot of foresight and mm-hmm. presumably got better at planning as things went yeah. on. Yeah. A, a, a question I have about the Lord Ruler as well is mm-hmm. how Cosmere aware he is. So we have a word, Brandon, about that. Yeah. He didn't get a chance to really extend, to like mm-hmm. explore with the power, to mm-hmm. see really far out, but he like knew that there were other things. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. did know of the interplanetary trade through the pits. Yeah. But obviously he probably can go himself because he can't just like hop off the planet. He's yeah. <laughs> subjugating yeah. for, you know, but it, it is interesting in secret history um, when like he comes to the well and Kelsier sees him, he seems to really know what's going on and he's not really bothered by being in, in Shadesmar. Um and he, like, because the Lord Ruler is so invested, he could have, like, just stuck around as a spirit for a long time. And he's just like, nope, perpendicularity. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I've always kind of gotten the impression that the Lord Ruler knew and he could have gotten more information if he wanted to. He just didn't really care about the stuff beyond his control. Yeah. And, like, what was going on in his empire. Yeah, I feel like he was, he very easily could have, like, hopped into the perpendicularity in the pits at some point. He's got a thousand years. He's got a lot of time of being bored in his box, right? Another, sorry, I'm just reading this part in Secret History now. Another interesting thing about him is Uh his relationship to Laras or to preservation. What is he Um, Well, well... Because we know, I think, preservation, Laris talks about, like, watching the Lord Ruler or liking him or something like that. But then uh, when he comes and Kelsier's there, uh, 
Fuzz clears his throat and says, it's my, it, it is my duty to be with you as you transition. Don't be worried or be silent, the Lord Ruler said. Like, he just... <laughs> <laughs> like, here's, like, like a shard. Like, I know, like, Laris had, like, degraded a lot by then, but, like, a, he's still a shard, right? And the Lord Ruler's just, like, shut up. <laughs> so... I mean, that's in character. Yeah, um... in character. Um, and kind of is almost a similarity between that lack of reverence is um, and we know he was not reverent as a young person is almost a similarity or parallel between him and Kelsier, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting. I wonder how religious he was as a youth. Because mm-hmm. what that just occurred to me is that maybe he personally, like, Though he was culturally terrorist, maybe he was he didn't really care about the religion. Yeah. Really. I, right? I can definitely see that. And so yeah. when he creates his church, he's like, Well, I don't really care about devotion. Right? Yeah. And that just comes from maybe a sense that he didn't he doesn't really care about <laughs> actual belief because he doesn't believe himself. And once he ascends, then well, he's probably not gonna get that much more religious, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If, as we were saying earlier, he kind of does resent the terrorist leadership and they are all, like, religious holy men, I can definitely see him having kind of a less, more apathetic view towards it because of that. Like, Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he feels like the terrorist prophecies are real because he does believe that he is the hero of ages. Mm -hmm. I am a hero... I know what that means. It's a hero who survives all the ages, and that's clearly me. But yeah, I I just don't really feel like there would be a lot of actual belief. Yeah, yeah. And another thing, I think how it's interesting how that informs creation of the Steel Ministry, Eric. Yeah. Um. You know how it's not a very religious organization, and I kind of wonder if to begin with he was like, ah, I don't care about religion. Um. But a church, obviously could have just sprung up around him. Like he's a figure that inspires certain people to worship him. Right. And so I kind of wonder if that just kind of happened organically. And then he said, Hey, this is a way thing I can use to like, uh, help maintain my power and help, you know, control people with this, uh, church. It could be like an organizational structure. Yeah. So yeah, Matt, uh, the imperial religion was based on the mercantile system of the Halant, focused on weights measured in permissions, uh, and he wanted quantifiable measures of devotion. Not true faith. Doesn't care about true faith. Yeah. It's an interestingly, uh, like, it's a from someone who maybe doesn't have a lot of reverence or religion himself, but it's also kind of a very terrorist way of thinking about things because Farukimus can quantify these otherwise unquantifiable attributes, right? When you're storing things, you're creating like, like a regular person. I don't think, Oh, how much sight do I have or how much uh, health do I have or how much of, you know, but Farukimist is always thinking about levels and stores and fuel. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, we were talking about um, 
Kelsier and the, the Lord Ruler earlier, I kind of got curious and looked back. And it's interesting to read these early descriptions of a young Rashek because it almost seems like very similar to what we've seen of Kelsier as a very handsome and charismatic person, but with a lot of like anger and hatred and passion towards a group that he feels is like oppressive behind it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, like, there's a lot of parallels, actually, if you think about it that and way. Kelsier would probably be a really bad emperor. Yeah, well, Brandon has pretty much said, you know, that Kelsier would have been just as bad as the Lord Ruler. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, because, like, really, like, Kelsier wanted to inspire rebellion, and he resented <laughs> his hatred of the nobility is... <laughs> Like almost like if you inserted nobles for Clenny yeah. and Kelsier for Rashek, like that yeah. description, you wouldn't blink an eye at. Like, it and I had him. my group of friends, and he has <laughs> his group of friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if the same thing had happened with Kelsier, like if Kelsier hadn't died and he had made it, and he had taken the power at the well, um, instead of Vin, like he would have used it, and yeah. he would have like made the crew into the new nobles yeah and like made them punish awesome. the, punish the nobles yeah and like yeah he would have turned the nobles into ska and he would have like he would have done really similar things yeah very interesting yeah. no wonder that people are like oh the sovereign that's the lord ruler no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, there's some relationships here, and they're probably the same person to a northern stage. <laughs> they're just like, oh, yeah, the Lord Ruler's bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, we know all about that. Obviously. So it's, it's, it's not even like a theory. People in world were like, ah, oh, that other person. Yeah, that's, that's the Lord Rulers. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I'm sure both of them would hate the comparison, though. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's like, what? You're comparing me to this l lousy ska, and Kelsier would uh, strenuously disagree. So we talked about, we kind of talked about his death. We talked about how he gained, like, more foresight and did become a better ruler. I think there's just one more character thing that we don't really know about, and it's why is Luthadel called Lutha? Or is called Luthadel? Because I think there's a common idea that he named it after someone. Mm -hmm. Maybe named Lutha. And I think part of that uh, discussion started coming out after Alloy of Law came out and we saw Elendel. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. You know, and certain naming patterns, uh, you know, that it either ends in L or Del, uh, we're not really sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it, it could be Luthad or Lutha. Sure, but uh, yeah, that idea has kind of started coming around. Maybe the Lord Ruler's wife. Mm hmm. Maybe or lover. Lover. I always thought yeah. that 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 yeah. seemed likely. I I just yeah. as a young and impulsive person uh, that Rashek was. <laughs> I, I, can, I can see that. It's like, I'll name a city after you. I yeah. feel very deeply for you. And and for all we know, he actually did. You know, that's, yeah. that's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could also be, you know, uh, 
one of his parents or like uh one of his kids a respected family member one of his kids yeah but obviously someone who the lord ruler felt was important enough to memorialize <laughs> and brandon and raffos this by the way raffos it yeah. for some reason <laughs> and it's interesting because we also don't know when when Luthadel was named, right? Because no. at the beginning, right after the ascension, there was no city there. No. Because he just flattened the mountains and no. yeah, it right. was a flat plain, right? So, yeah. you know, and then he spent some time conquering and then, you know, cities grow over time. Like I'm sure the Lord Ruler, like the old wall he probably built and... You know, when he started setting up his capital city, but we don't even know if it was named then, right? It might have been. No. Presumably, he immediately uh, went to defend it be- uh, and yeah. like fortify it because yes, or like build a palace or something because that's where he put the well, right? Yeah, yeah. and he but... wants to keep that secure. Yeah, but but like, Credit Cre- Shaw wasn't built overnight, though. Oh uh, no. no! So he had some like interim. <laughs> That said, that would be hilarious if we eventually learned. Oh, yeah. He built Craddock Shaw at the Ascension. She's like, boom. <laughs> what's up? This well, is my palace. I guess maybe he could have. Hey. Yeah. Man. I... There were also a lot of theories back in the day about Craddock Shaw and whether, like, the spikes, it was meant to be, like, something more than just a palace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't Which... know about that, but that would be a funny <laughs> question to ask. Um, oh, no. I don't. I, I don't think so now, but I just remember before uh, Hero of Ages came out, there was... Oh, yes, if the spikes had a purpose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Someone go ask if Credit Shaw was uh, created at the Ascension, but I feel like the answer is definitely no. Yeah. But, like, there was probably some crappy fort or something around it. As Yeah. Yeah. And then... And although the well, it was less important to secure it then because the well was empty, right? Like, he obviously knew he wanted that location secure, but I don't think anyone could have done much with the well at that point, because no. no. it yeah. was just... It was used like, up. they couldn't have destroyed it. I, I'm i assuming yeah. no, like, mortal could destroy no. the well. And yeah. he knew he could, like, just come back and yeah. kill everyone. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. that's what... Inter- like, the Lord Ruler, like, there's a lot of... You know, you talk about who's the most powerful or invested individual in the Cosmere. And, like, I think, like, the God King, for example, in Warbreaker is likely more invested than the Lord Ruler. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the Lord Ruler, I think, is argued just from a straight offense, like, killing standpoint. I think the Lord Ruler is one of the most deadly figures in the Cosmere. Absolutely. Um, It's kind of tough to think of someone who could... Like, you know, the Orders of the Night Radiant, like... like well, you'd need he, a Radiant, uh, but... Yeah. But yeah, he's he's he is very powerful. Uh, yeah. Like, no no one on Skadriel could possibly yeah. fight him. And, and not to get into, like, the mechanics of his powers, but just, like... Like, you know, he can think super fast by compounding Zinc. He can move super quickly, like... Adium, he's got, and then all the offensive power of Alamancy. He has Adium and jump. done, done. Yeah, <laughs> like... he's got uh, super strength and durability. He can the healing, mm-hmm. uh, which you know rivals how a radiant can heal. 
um mm -hmm. if not is the same and so yeah i he's... i feel like the main issue with Roshek is it's very similar to how an Oathbringer they're just like shardbearers can't hold ground. You can be as powerful yeah. as you want and kill as many people as you want to control a city. You can't do that yourself. And I think that's yeah. exactly the same with the Lord yeah. ruler, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Although I do think he could hold ground more than a bearer. Um, well, yeah, but even even so. but even so, yeah, no. I mean, eventually, he needs support, and that's why the church is important, right? Like he knows. The empire could burn around me, and I would survive and forge it anew. But that's like an that's inconvenience for him. Yeah, it's a lot of work. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to some extent, Russia could just pull like a reverse Nurgul and like soothe the army to like not want to fight. I mean, that's yeah, absolutely. Like he's his power is ridiculous. <sighs> like, can you imagine being? Like, can you be imagine being like an army and then feeling that wash of dread yeah. spread over you as this like mistborn Farukamis just like crashes into you, army of Kolos, who he's controlling at his back. Like, because that's the other thing is even though like he doesn't even necessarily need the loyalty of humanity because he can just control Kolos. Yeah. Like, it's which he can't use to govern though. That's the key. Yeah, the Kolos right. only works conquering. Um, so he still needs a really good way to level a city. Very oh yeah, good. very 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 good. Yeah, um, it's always fun reading book one and be mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, the Kolos. Oh, we we don't want the Lord Ruler to bring his Kolos armies. That would be very bad. And then you see, mm -hmm. oh yeah, no, it's very bad. Yeah, it's very oh, yeah. bad. But presumably yeah. the Coloss were like also very controlled because the Lord Ruler mm -hmm. can just order them to do whatever he wants. And mm -hmm. if he needs to more when directly around. control them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, back when he first started, he could just get one of his super powerful Alamancer minions to to do it too. Yeah. To well, well, we should we should talk about that uh, in, in a mm -hmm. powers podcast because okay. how that controlling of the Coloss worked because it is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, well, we I didn't get to complain ab enough about the kids as uh, <laughs> as I would like. Uh, but you guys know me; I I feel strongly about this. But any other like charactery thoughts on the Lord Ruler? Just that I. Like I, I find classical Gadriel, like Elendi, Quan, and story in general, super interesting. Um, I think part of that is because, like, I don't think Brandon will ever write that story yeah. because it's a very cliche story aside from the ending. Yeah. Um, but I, and part of it is the mystique, how he's written it. I think he's written it to be curious and interesting, but it's just, it's such a like the the characters and like even though we just get these glimpses of them they have so much depth i think and it's just what was the and politics like of elenia yeah. conquering how'd that all work? yeah <laughs> well and even like the the and like kwan you know isn't like he's a very cagey eccentric individual like not someone who would be welcome or normally seen in the halls of power right so like 
It's got that typical narrative of the unlikely. <laughs> it would be a very cliched story, but like, oh yeah, because we know the answer. It's a very cool story. It's like, wow, that'd be awesome. Rashik is a very interesting character. I know, and I, love him. I think thinking about early Rashik is just very interesting and trying mm-hmm. to imagine what he was like back then. Absolutely. And now that we made the connection about Kelsier, I do think it's interesting to imagine like Kelsier's personality in that position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not great. Um, on that, sorry, one more like small sidebar. What do you guys think of the Lord Ruler's motivations or his decision to not kill Mare and to release, like, hold her back and then send her back to the pits with Kelsier? Because that really messed with Kelsier's head, right? Because that's why he thought Mare was a traitor. Not like what the Lord Ruler um, was thinking when he, how he released Mare later. And part of it might have just been because, you know, he had to wait for her tin run out for her to go to the pits. But I kind of wonder how intentional that was to mess with Kelsier and kind of break the trust between them and make Kelsier wonder, you know, did because you know like he could have just killed well he could have just killed them both but you know instead he wanted to punish them further so he sent them to the pits um but then there's also the step of sending kelsier to the pits then mare and then sending her a while later right so i kind of wonder if he wasn't trying to play on think that's possible one thing that just stuck out in my mind as you were saying this is that i'm just imagining ruin whisper into the lord ruler's mind that he should kill them and then the lord ruler's like no i'm gonna be merciful i'm gonna send them to the pits much better i'm look how merciful i am screw you ruin (laughs) in in I almost thought of it as kind of the opposite of that. At that point, it was his apathy of, eh, they're going to die soon anyways. I've lived That's for a also... thousand years. Their their yeah. lives don't mean anything. Like, a few weeks at the pits versus killing them now makes zero difference to me. Also, or possible. alternately, Lord Ruler is like, oh, I'm just going to kill these people. I don't care. And then Ruin, seeing the destructive potential in Kelsier, influence the lord ruler to leave him alive i i yeah that's because like kelsier like this situation forged kelsier into the yeah the torch that burned the empire down right um before that he was a selfish thief just out to get rich ruin is not sending the usually vague oh yeah you should just kill them all type thing right like the ruin is very specifically focusing on Rashek, right? Like all the time, like spending his energy doing that. That's mm-hmm. what ruin is doing. So I can imagine that the Lord Ruler wouldn't expect like something to get him to spare Kelsier. Because that would be out of character for Ruin to do that, and so Rashek wouldn't be thinking about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and if if Ruin kind of was trying to influence the Lord Ruler the same way he did with Vin by like imitating Reen's voice, maybe like 
depending on if he had someone like if Lutho was like a lover oh, who man. was like be be more you should be more merciful and then ruin like imitating that person's voice was oh, like yeah. whispering to Rashek in that moment like you should be merciful to them yeah like to well, keep them alive or if you know Rashek had a Zane moment like how Zane was like oh like Vin is the one person you never kill um and then Ruin is like oh well of course I didn't tell you to kill her like she's important for my plans um like similarly Ruin might have been like oh I'm gonna say kill that guy kill that guy but I'm not gonna tell you to kill Kelsier because I see potential very possible uh I I feel like Ruin just has Rashek just so like strung up and you Ruin can play him like a fiddle uh well he's had a thousand years to watch this person learn like just how Rishek has learned about humanity and his ability to read it like ruins had a thousand years just to focus on this one person uh, normally people's lives are so fleeting that ruin like blinks and they're dead so you know but he's had a thousand years to get to know this guy so and i f- yeah he knows how to play him but yeah the interesting complexity, though, is not just that, but also that Rashek gets a few things out on Ruin. That's that's probably the best part, that even though yeah. maybe Rashek can't recognize all of Ruin's influence, he knows the big things, and, mm-hmm. yep. and Ruin can only, like, manipulate him so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did manage, well, like, with the trust, right? Yeah. And the like that whole operation. Um, yep. And yeah, I also kind of wonder how they used to handle mining the eight, right? Like that's probably also something that, because we know these systems developed over time. Um, so that is all very good questions. Uh, presumably, you don't need to worry about mining the pits when not very many people are alamancers. Um, but. Like, how would he, he would, he wouldn't have access to Atium immediately, right? Yeah. Right? Because the other metals he can get pretty easily. But, man, that's actually really interesting to think about the Ascension. He comes out, but, like, he still has to ingest metals, just like everyone else. Yeah. You know? Uh, No, what's another interesting thing I just thought of? You know how before we were talking about why he chose Alamancy over Farukami? Mm-hmm. Another obvious reason is having more Alamancers means more people to consume Adium, which is Ruin's body. Oh, right. So if yeah, the yeah, end yeah, goal is like yeah, consuming as much Adium as possible. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Like there's only so much he can do himself personally. So having more. Yeah. 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 More Alamancers. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, well, but how much did. I was just thinking, how much did the Lord Ruler foresee that? Like, because preservation foresaw that. That was part of preservation's yeah. plan. And but the, I, the, the Lord Ruler is the one who designed, like, the trust and the Chandra gathering it back. And... Well, I just... Like, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he knew, he knew it was important and what, that he needed to hide it from yeah. Ruin. Yeah, I just, I just don't know if, like, a part of him going with Alamancy was because yeah, he specifically wanted the Alaman- the ATM burned away. But I think that is an interesting point, and we do know 
that the Lord Ruler knew a lot of things that many people wouldn't know. So (laughs) Brandon can basically rationalize the Lord Ruler knowing most any particular factoid and we'd just be like, yeah, I mean, I guess, sure, why not? You know? I really want a a short story about a Silverlight Academy individual who, like, just studies the Lord Ruler as, like, one of the big figures in the Cosmere, right? You know, in terms of a whole, reshaping a whole planet. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm sure there's a Silverlight historian who that's, like, their thesis is on the Lord Ruler. And I'd love (laughs) to, like, get their file and, like, all the things they... That sounds awesome. That sounds amazing. (laughs) We will talk about powers and mechanics sometime. It might not be next week, uh, but sometime soon-ish. But I think we talked about a lot of cool, cool, cool stuff Mm -hmm. here, right? Yeah. We'll see you guys for that show. But you know what we have to do before we do that? It's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tian. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. So, listeners, you know how the game is played. You send an email to Who's That Cosmere Character at gmail.com with five clues and a character. I read each clue aloud to our panel of contestants, and after each clue, they get a chance to guess Who's That Cosmere Character? so much better at this intro i i have practice you you do i i just don't care after after a long episode i'm like uh whatever let's just see who's that cosmic character it'll be fun i I can like barely remember when people guess particular things it's great and it's just the two of us so if it's not skadriel we're screwed matt (laughs) all right easy to (laughs) sell we don't have the end of false fall back on this first one is from the lumgul Okay. Cool. Clue one. This character is wealthy. Straff Venture. It is not Straff Venture. Shani Lariel. I was not like, You should definitely guess an Lariel, so I'm so happy you did. <laughs> Matt. Uh Clue two. This character has little to no experience with swords. That's specific. R- Renarin colon? It is not Renarin colon. I guess he, like, it depends, like, he, yeah, because he's gained experience. Yeah. I would say he still is little by the time of Oathbringer. Kinda. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Ellen Venture. It is not Ellen Venture. I don't think he was specifically trained in a sword. Clue three. This character self-deprecates. Hmm. Can it feel like Ian would have gotten this by now? <laughs> yeah, probably. I was about to... This isn't my guess. I was okay. about to say Rayadin, but I'm pretty sure he has some sword experience. I think he does. Yeah, so that's... Wait. Shalon. It is not Shalon. I guess she's not wealthy. Uh, Queen Eshin? It is not Queen Eshin. Ah, no one, no one who cares about Ionic is on uh, pronunciations on this show. <laughs> I know who exactly what you said, Matt. Exactly yeah. who that was. None of this Clue four. 
Clue four. This character receives visitors. What? I know this is just going to be really obvious when we get the answer. Yeah. Who self-deprecates? Right? Right, Matt? Yeah. Um... I don't know if he does, but Yeoman? It is not Yeoman. Yeah. Yeoman doesn't self-deprecate. No. He, like, he's kind of humble because he's like, it's all about the Lord Ruler, right? Like, I don't. Not, I think this is a Roshan character. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to save that for my next guest. He's wealthy. Right? Mm-hmm. That was the first clue. Wealthy, not trained in the sword self-deprecating, and has visitors. I was almost going to say Elhokar, but he's obviously trained in the sword. Yeah. (laughs) Very obviously. Um, And a lot of the, like, female Roshar and nobility are, like, super, like, cocky. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's not Roshar. Is it, like, one of Adeline's girlfriends or something? I don't know. Give me clue five. Clue five. This character died before the start of the book slash series. Well, that go- I was going to guess uh, Queen Fen, but that no. tanks that guess. Yeah, yeah that uh, tanks that pretty good. Evie. It is not Evie. Oh. Yeah. We're going to lose, Eric. <laughs> no. Well, we knew this was going to happen. With just two of us. Yeah. <laughs> I will say all five of those clues work for Evie. Yeah, you for don't Evie. get bonus points for that. Though. Does, does yeah. Evie self-deprecate? I think so. Like, she's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> like, she's, like, humble, though, and, like, seems to have low self-esteem. Yeah, I feel like that's the key. That's, like, a key... I feel like all the listeners are yelling out the answer right now. Oh, I'm sure they are. Hey, man. <laughs> hey. It's a lot easier to listen than go through the podcast and then be really tired at the end and do this. I don't know. I don't know. What, what's funny is I haven't been on for a while and I keep wanting to like, because when I listen or watch, I look at like when you put the questions on yeah. the screen. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. You to like looking at the questions and like visualizing and can't do that we don't get any of that i add that all in in post yeah. all of that's in post and i don't know it's kind of like public speaking right like oh you imagine mm. oh i'm gonna do all these things and then you get up on stage and then it's like wow that did not turn out how i expected that at all because when i listen i always like am screaming at you guys like it's this one but, yeah. <laughs> i don't know who is it? Especially right? when it's Scadriel, then I'm always like, I know. Well, that's true. But this might be Scadriel, and then I'm going to be eating my it? shoe. Wait, oh, Menace. Menace. I'm going to get Menace. menace. <laughs> okay. Menace isn't rich. Don't care. I don't want to get Menace wrong, okay? If I don't know, I'm going to guess Menace. One the day. Is, the answer is Light Song. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't trained in the sword. All right. That's yeah. so tricky. Oh my, <laughs> and like the dying before because he did yeah. die. I know, I, I like uh, this one. I thought this was a that, that was good. That was, That's I like clever. That. I like that. And I like when there's hard clues, I like it to be a main character. Like yeah. I feel like hard clues 
about us like but when it's yeah oh that's a good one good especially job. like specifically he did not know how to use a sword right like yeah. that was so specifically super specific. not how to use a sword yeah and yeah self-deprecating yeah it was like a key part yeah. of his humor um yeah i like that that was good that was good i like yeah. i like that's that one. one that was good yeah it's so hard when you don't give a world you know yeah, light light song's a favorite. I love light song, so I'm oh, kind of mad light I didn't get podcast. that. Yeah, Sunday. Do a court of gods podcast. Uh, oh, we can we a lot can we come up with the rules content. of Terrachin on on air? <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> Let's do a Terrachin podcast. That's, that's considering the... the only viewpoint character who played Terrachin did not know the rules himself, and did not care, and did not care about the rules. Uh, I'm guessing we won't be able to come up. We could, uh, we could the game a, Light Song played, by the way. We guys. could do a game episode where we play that Rosharan game that uh, Shalon plays with her, like, men. Yeah. Where you have, like, ten cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. guessing game. Yeah. yeah. I think we have the rules for that. The, also, the one... What, what's the game that the singers were playing? I don't remember what that was called either. Oh, um, yeah, with the it was kind of like chess ish, yeah, chess-ish, squire, yeah. yeah. But it also had cards. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Let's do the next one. All right. Yeah. This next one was sent in by Simon Siravag. Yeah. Say that. Okay. It's hard sometimes. Okay. Clue one. This character has something to prove. Rashek. It is not Rashek. Alendi. Is that your guess? Yeah. It's not Alendi. I know it's not. Clue two. This character is invested. Renarin. It is not Renarin. Vivenna. It is not Vivenna. Clue three. This character's mother has not been on screen. Oh, that doesn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> There's so many, like, unnamed mothers in the Cosmere. Elend? It is not Elend. Raiden? It is not Raiden. <laughs> I was like, wait, we've seen Eshin on screen. Oh, wait, no, but... Uh... Actions to stepmom. Yeah, exactly. I would say, yeah, I would say Raiden fits. He yeah, has yeah. something to prove to people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clue yeah. four. This character's parents were not from the same country. Adolin? It is not Adolin. Ah! Because Adolin's not invested. Oh, crap. You're right. Damn it. You're right. <laughs> not from the same I already country. guessed Renarin. And I'm I, like, would, oh, I would also say Evie. We've seen Evie on screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So, okay. I'm fine. Mother not seen on screen. Invested. Parents not from the same country. Country. Hmm. Not Arrow One Mistborn. Yeah. Or, or, or Mistborn, no, really. Probably. No, no countries. Oh, is it? Uh, I'm going to say the name wrong. Uh, Keys? Kai Eyes? Um, it, is, it is not. How do you say her name? Keen's Keen's daughter. daughter. Am I saying the name wrong? What's her name? Case? Casey? Casey? Yeah. Anyway, that's... It is is not her. Clue five. Oh, she's not invested. 
Clue five. Eric loves to scream out this name. Menace? No. Oh, I thought for sure you'd get it. Come on. Kenton? Kenton. Yes, it's Kenton. Kenton! Kenton! Oh, yeah, waiting, yeah, because his mom... I was waiting to read that one, and then you were just to go Kenton into the into the mic. Because and... Kenton's a, a dark, dark side. Yeah, yeah, because his, his mom's, mom's was from a dark side. Yeah, dark side. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And he's invested. It was 50-50 between Men- oh. Menace and Kenton, okay? And Kenton has, like, the most to prove. Like, I feel uh, he like that's, he's the most angsty he about he proving does. himself of <laughs> any does. Cosmere character. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, well, that's true. we got that one. We got that one. We did. We did. And uh, look, I'm not gonna get menace wrong. If 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 anything, I'm. Do you guess menace every episode? <laughs> nearly, nearly at this stage. If I don't know and it vaguely fits, I guess menace. I've thought about this. That if I get a corgi, I'm gonna name him menace. But M E N A C E, right? No, 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 no. He's he's, yeah. He's gonna be young and full of energy as a corgi, and nothing like menace, and not be very menacing either. And so it'll be a great fit. Or I could name the corgi Kenton. That's also possible. And then I can then I can just call the dog over by saying Kenton, Kenton, and, that, and that's the only way you can get the, the get dog me my boombox. <laughs> we've considered this. We have considered this. Uh, that but... would also require you to have a boombox around the house, which... Look, the dog's not going to know what... Maybe there'll be like a boombox little plush thing that they that he chews on, okay? Like, doesn't need to be an actual boombox. Who has actual boomboxes anyway? Anymore. No one these days. No one! You have portable Bluetooth speakers. That's what you have. That's what we're the, we're the opposite of uh, White Sand era Teldane, where we've passed the time of the boombox. We we are we are exactly <laughs> opposite in every way than White Sand, in every single way. Know who could have boomboxes? What? Eighties era Scadriel. That's true. Oh man. Oh, that's that's true. That is. True, they will be like right at boombox level technology. See, you know what I thought you were gonna say? I thought you were gonna say something about Vax. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, Vax has boomboxes. <laughs> all right, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. Join us in Discord, link below. Uh, come follow us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. Leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube. Did I say that one already? I don't know. Whatever. And we will see you all next time. Peace out. Bye. Sorry about Matt's terrible lag. His Canadian internet sucks for some reason. Grace and I were perfect. But <laughs> but your quality when you were here, Matt, was great. And your audio didn't cut out too much. Yeah. So, yeah. great. Peace so. out. There I am. Ah. <laughs>